This session will cover chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, or COPD. So what is COPD? Well, COPD is a disease state characterized by chronic airflow limitation that is no longer fully reversible, usually progressives, and results from chronic bronchitis and emphysema. Chronic bronchitis, when I say that, I'm talking about uh, chronic productive cough for three consecutive months in two consecutive years. And when I talk about emphysema, um, I'm talking about abnormal enlargement of the airspaces distal to the terminal bronchioles with wall destruction. The most important risk factor for developing COPD is cigarette smoking. Um, alpha tritisophan deficiency is also a well characterized um, genetic abnormality that predisposes um, individuals to the development of early onset COPD. So our discussion here is going to be divided into five separate areas. First, we'll talk about your symptoms and patient exam expectations. Second, we'll talk about your short differential. Third, we'll talk about diagnoses. Um, and fourth, we will talk about treatment. Did I say five? I meant four. 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 Only four. All right, so what are our symptoms and patient exam expectations? Well, symptoms are usually not present until the individual has smoked more than one pack per day for about 20 years. Um, the patient will present with chronic cough in the fourth or fifth decade of their lives. Um, dyspnea usually occurs only with moderate exercise, and not until the sixth or seventh decade um, will dyspnea really occur. Um, chest wall hyperinflation, um, prolonged expiration, wheezing, and distant breath and heart sounds may be present. Uh, the patient may use accessory muscles and pursed lip breathing, and cyanosis can also um, be a part of um, the presentation. Neck vein distension, tender liver, and lower extremity edema um, suggest that the patient is suffering from core pulmonary. So our differential is going to be short and sweet here, and you only want to consider uh, five things. First, the patient could have acute bronchitis. Second, she or he could be suffering from asthma. Um, third, the patient could have cystic fibrosis. Um, Fourth, the patient may, have, um, may be suffering from chronic heart failure. And finally, when I say chronic heart failure, sometimes I'll just refer to it as CHF, common abbreviation, no, no biggie. And finally, the patient um, may have bronchiostasis. So what does our actual diagnosis look like? Well, um, along with a history and physical exam, testing modalities that are useful for diagnosing COPD and for evaluating the progression of disease include your chest X-ray, your pulmonary function test, your arterial blood gas analysis, and your AAT screening. So let's talk about um, each of those separately. So for your chest X-ray, this typically demonstrates decreased lung markings and increased, increased I'm sorry, retosternal airspace as well as flattened diaphragms. Your pulmonary function tests, um, this, these are essential for diagnosis as well, as for the evaluation of treatment and disease progression. When it comes to your arterial blood gas analysis, um, acute exasperations will show hypoxemia and hypercarbia um, with acute respiratory acidosis. And finally, um, your AAT screening. Here, AAT deficiency is going to account for uh, less than 1% of COPD cases, because remember, this is, this is the genetic deficiency. Low levels of AAT lead to basilar emphysema, and chest x-ray may show decreased lung markings um, predominantly in the bases. So, how do we treat um, COPD? Well, I'm going to divide this um, discussion on treatment um, into two categories. First, let's talk about acute exasperations, and then we'll um, talk about 
stable chronic COPD. So for acute exasperations, um, where possible, the cause of the exasperation um, should be treated. And there are going to be five things that you want to keep in mind here. First, beta-2 androgenic and anticholinergic agents are the first um, line therapy. Second, oxygen therapy is often necessary to treat hypoxemia. Hypercarbia can result from either a decreased respiratory drive with increased PaO2 or your increased VQ mismatch with hyperoxia. Third, systemic corticosteroids in either oral or intravenous form may help decrease the length of exasperation and improve your FEV1 in hospitalized patients. Uh, fourth, antibiotics are recommended by the American Thoracic Society for patients with an acute exasperation who have a change in sputum amount, consistency, or color. And finally, um, the last pearl when it comes to treating acute exasperations, non-invasive positive pressure ventilation is a benefit for patients with severe acute exasperations of COPD because it reduces in-hospital mortality, decreases the need for intubation, and diminishes hospital length of stay. So how do we treat stable chronic COPD? Well, here, there are going to be eight things that you want to keep in mind. First, you want to encourage the patient, of course, to stop smoking. Second, beta-2 androgenic and anticholinergic agents help improve pulmonary function and reduce dyspnea. The long-acting beta-2 androgenic agent um, salmeterol is more effective than imperpetropum, I'm sorry, yeah, imperpetropum um, at improving pulmonary function. Uh, third, long-term use of corticosteroids is controversial. Fourth, um, again, the patient should have access to oxygen if indicated. Well, of course, right? Well, access to more oxygen than you would normally provide, right? We all have access to oxygen, well, for the most part, right? Um, hopefully there's, like, nobody from the ISS, like, visiting, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, fifth, um, pulmonary rehab is associated with improved exercise um, tolerance and reduced pulmonary symptoms. Sixth, immunizations for influenza and Pneumococcus are recommended. Um, seventh, uh, lung volume reduction surgery initially benefits some patients, but lung function deteriorates to baseline within five years of post-surgery. Um, I'm sorry, within five years after the surgery. So, at, so when I say post-surgery, I mean after the surgery. And finally, uh, single or double lung transplantation is often indicated um, for willing patients with low FEV1, hypercarbia, and chloropulmonary. Five years survival following transportation for COPD um, is about 40%. So that concludes this short session on COPD.